Hello, and welcome to Birding by Ear. If you're new here, my name is Beth. I have been birding for a long time, but I'm not an expert birder. A few years ago, I wanted to increase my birding skills by learning how to bird by ear, identify birds by the sounds they make. To help me with that, I created this podcast. I'm a fellow student learning to bird by ear, and if you'd like to learn too, come along and let's learn some bird sounds together. If you're not new here, thanks and welcome back. Terrific trillers can be tricky. In my introductory episode, I talked about Nathan Pipelow's book, Peterson Field Guide to Bird Sounds. In it, he gave us some tools for talking about bird sounds. I'll link the episode in the description below if you want to check that out. But if you remember from the episode, a trill is a song with repeated notes too fast to count. And that is what we are focusing on today. Welcome to Trillers. Not to be confused with Thriller. The most common and widespread birds in this Triller group are the Chipping Sparrow and the Dark-Eyed Junco. Today we focus on those two trillers, plus the orange-crowned warbler. Now, as I say in every episode, I made these podcasts primarily for myself and my own learning, and I live in northern Utah, so I tend to focus on western birds. But for any of you listening that happen to be an eastern birder, you will want to pay attention to warm-eating warbler and pine warbler instead of the orange-crowned warbler. To help you out, I will link an article in the show description written by David Sibley that focuses on eastern trillers. I highly encourage you to check it out. It has a lot of useful information about how to listen to these birds, and a lot of what I will say will come from this article. Trillers are tricky. There are a few things we can listen for to help us out. The tone of the trill, the overall length of the song, and any changes to volume pitch, or tone. With that in mind, let's listen to our first bird song. Now, let's listen to a different species. Could you hear the difference? What do you hear that's different? Let's play that one more time. Here's bird number one. And here's bird number two. Okay, bird number one was the chipping sparrow song. Here it is one more time. Chipping sparrows sing a long, 
dry trill of evenly spaced, mechanical-sounding chips. The speed of the trill can vary. For example, here is a slower version. And here is a faster version. The trail of the chipping sparrow is nearly twice as long as that of any other species, and this can be a useful clue. The overall quality is usually mechanical and rattling due to the complexity of each individual note. The trill will sound more like an insect buzz or mechanical clicking. Remember this by thinking that a chipping sparrow chips rather than plays a musical instrument. Oftentimes, the chipping sparrow trill gets louder. This is another useful clue. In addition to varying speed, chipping sparrows can also vary the tone, and some can be more musical and slower. This overlaps with dark-eyed junco. Keep in mind that both chipping sparrows and dark-eyed junco songs can be variable. The extreme versions of their songs will be distinctive from each other, but there is much overlap in the variability. Picture two overlapping Gaussian curves. Where the two curves meet, the species can sound very similar, while their averages may be distinctive. So, for example, a chipping sparrow can be fast and mechanical, but can also be slower and more musical. When they are, they sound more similar to juncos. Sometimes we may not be able to safely distinguish between the two, and that's okay. If Nathan Pipelo says in his book we sometimes can't distinguish between these two, then a fellow student like myself will definitely not be able to a hundred percent of the time. Now let's move on and listen to some dark-eyed junco songs. As far as sound goes, most subspecies of dark-eyed juncos are indistinguishable from each other. The songs of dark-eyed juncos are often described as loose and jingly. They lack the relentlessly mechanical sound of the chipping sparrow. They have a relatively slow overall tempo and a narrow range of pitch, which produces a more musical sound.
Jungkook's songs are even and musical. It is also typically shorter than Chipping Sparrow's, lasting up to two seconds. Now, let's play a few tracks back to back. First the chipping, and then the junko. I tried to find examples that will be the most different from each other. So let's listen to these tracks one more time. First the chipping, then the junko. Okay, now we're going to play two tracks that sound more similar to each other. Again, first the chipping, then the junko. Let's listen one more time. Again, remember, even really good earbirders sometimes can't reliably distinguish between these two birds. Dark-eyed junkles can also sing a quiet, varied warbling phrases in early spring. Here's an example of that. What does Captain Jack Sparrow do when he has back pain? Pilates of the Caribbean. For now, we're going to skip call notes and come back to them. 
So let's move on to our last triller, the orange-crowned warbler. Orange-crowned warbler trill consists of sweet, clear notes. The pitch and speed are usually unsteady. Their song often changes in pitch slightly in the middle, which gives the song a two-part feel. It also often ends on a distinctively rising or falling note. A mnemonic for the orange-crowned warbler is chi-chi-chi-choo-choo-choo, which reminds us of that two-part feeling. Although orange-crowned warbler songs can be variable, they are less so than Junko and Chipping and overall have fewer sounds. So one more time, here is the song of the orange-crowned warbler. Wilson's Warbler also has a two-part song. Wilson's Warbler is typically slower and less musical, but some songs can sound very similar with the orange-crowned warbler. I'll try and cover Wilson's Warbler in a future episode, and we can compare those two then. But just so you know, orange-crowned warblers and Wilson warblers can sometimes sound very similar. Now, let's go back to our quick comparison and add in the orange-crowned warbler. First, Chipping, then Junko, and last, Orange-Crowned Warbler. Where do swirl whitles live? Intense. When you read a thriller in Braille, you can really feel the suspense. What do you call a generic horror movie where nothing happens? A filler thriller. Okay, are we ready for call notes? Here we go. Chipping sparrows give a high, sharp chip.
This call note is very similar to other sparrows in the genus Spitzella. Here is the chipping sparrow call one more time. For comparison, here is a call note of the brewer sparrow, another bird in this genus. And a call note of the clay-colored sparrow, another sparrow in this genus. So one more time, here is the call note of the chipping sparrow. The junco call is a very high, hard, smacking stip. Juncos also have a variety of other calls as well. Here are a few examples of those. So one more time, here's the Junko call. The orange-crowned warbler call is a simple, sharp, high-pitched chip. One more time, the orange-crowned warbler call. Well, that's all I have for you today. Hopefully, it helped make those terrible trillers less troublesome. Audio recordings in today's episodes are from the Cornell Guide to Bird Sounds, the audio collection found on audubon.org, and the following individuals who shared the recordings on xenocanto.org, Paul Marvin and Matt Wistrand. As always, special thanks to my bush tip besties, Angie and Erin, and my family for the love and support and helping me find those awesome jokes. I'd love to hear what you think. You can reach out to me in the podcast website, on my Facebook page that I created, or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I'll leave the links in the show description. And thank you for taking the time to listen. Until next time, go and get your ears on birding. And happy spring, everybody.